Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another Ask Zach. Thank you so much for uh, for joining me again. These are so much fun to do, and I hope you will keep uh, you know watching. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about uh, Frankenstein Telecasters and how fun they are. Uh, and the reason they're fun is because you can mess around with them and change parts on them and do whatever you want to them, and not feel like you're devaluing it. So you know, I have some nice. Um, you know, I have a you know vintage telly, and I have some tellies that were made by some great builders. And you know, maybe you change out pickups and stuff like that. But the uh, kind of the freedom to really mess with it is is not there to a degree. So I wanted to tell the story of my Frankenstein telly. So way back in 1996. After I'd graduated from Belmont University, I uh, I was playing with a band, and uh, you know, it was an unsigned band, and we were playing, uh, well, we were touring in a minivan with a trailer behind it, and playing six nights a week, five hours a night, and uh, <laughs> it was tough, but it was a lot of fun, and you know, we were staying three to a room, and we were eating, uh, you know, we were eating cereal and the cheapest white bread and the cheapest uh, you know, sandwich meat and cheese that we could find. And we were just, you know, scraping by, you know, playing covers and, and, uh, but it was a lot of fun. And while I was out there, I bought a 1982 52 reissue Telecaster. And so that was the, the, I think they made some in 81, but I haven't seen many. So, but 82 is really the first year of the 52 reissue that Fender made. And so I played every one, regardless of year that I could find. And this was the best one. I found it at Guitar Res in Austin, Texas. And I had had the guitar for literally a month. And I had gone to the Ryman to go see a taping. They did, um, Ricky Skaggs used to do this show called Monday Night Concerts. It was also called CMT Concerts. And CMT at the Ryman, it was called a couple different names. But basically it was Ricky Skaggs with an all-star, you know, session player band. So it'd be Brent Mason or Brent Rowan and Paul Franklin and Jeff King and all these cats. I mean, it was, it was killer and it was free to go to. So of course I would go every chance I could. And, uh, you know, they needed a, a full audience um, for, the, for the taping. 
So I went and uh, Brent Rowan was a guitar player that night and I went up to him and was chatting with him and uh, he was very nice to me and I ended up later doing a vintage guitar interview with him, you know, for print and uh, that was a lot of fun. But uh, so after meeting him, I drove home and there at my apartment is a, you know, police car with the lights on. Well, guess what? My apartment had been broken into and my 52 reissue telly that I had lovingly picked out and played dozens of them, and this was the best one, it was stolen. So I needed another Telecaster, and so, you know, of course, this is pre-internet, or internet's very young at this point, in 97 at this point, so this was January of 97. So there was, there was this thing called the Trader's Post, and I looked through there, and I saw a listing for Kabiki Telecaster. Now immediately my mind went racing back to I had this Starlix video of Albert Lee and in it he plays his old you know his original Blackguard and then he pulls out this you know blonde telly with like a humbucker and a strap pickup in the middle that has a Dave Evans pull string on it and uh, and he said the guitar was made by Phil Kabiki and so from that video, I knew, wait a second, this could be something interesting. Also, it was $375, maybe it was 400 bucks, something like that. So I went and checked it out, and uh, yeah, I bought it. So this is the body. <laughs> so this is a Phil Kabicki uh, Telecaster body that he made in, uh, in 1982 or 83. And uh, you can tell it's, it's single-bound. You know, it doesn't have, you know, binding on the back. It's single bound, and the binding is, is multi-layered, you know, more like an acoustic. So it's not like the binding that you would see on, like, a regular Tele-Custom. It's ash. It's kind of stout ash. It's, uh, and what I mean by that is it's not, uh, it's not light. Uh, so the whole guitar weighs eight pounds even, which is a little bit on the heavy side for what I like, but it's a great guitar. So, uh, and originally it had a Phil Kabicki neck on it, but it, it had an ebony fretboard and had gigantic frets. And uh, I didn't really like the neck. But the first thing I did was, uh, it was originally had, you know, of course, a Tele bridge, Tele, you know, kind of regular Tele pickup. It had a strap pickup in the middle, and then it had a, uh, a, a Tele neck pickup, and it had a black pick guard. Of course, the ebony board. And so I started kind of taking it apart, and I saw the name Mike McAdam in there. And I was like, wait a second, I know who Mike McAdam is. And uh, so for those that don't know, Mike McAdam played guitar with Steve Earle. So back in the in the time period of Guitar Town, uh, again, this is like mid mid to late 1980s, uh, you know, when Guitar Town, so uh, so... You know, later on, I found clips of Mike using this, of course, it's just the body at this point, uh, with Steve Earle on both Austin City Limits and some other, like, promotional videos. So I'm, I'm sure that this, you know, guitar played that. So, uh, you know, I played the little Guitar Town thing that was originally played by Richard Bennett on a... Uh, Dan Electro six string bass. But um, anyway, so I tracked down 
Mike McAdam, because I had I'd seen him on television playing with Mary Chapin Carpenter and Foster and Lloyd and Radney Foster and a uh, great, great player. And so, yes, he confirmed that he had uh, gotten the body and neck from uh, Phil Kabicki back in the early 80s after a guitar was stolen from him. So I then started, uh, you know, modifying this thing like crazy. So the first thing I did was I had Joe Glazer put a B-bender on it. So, of course, it also got this heavy, uh, this is a Goto brass bridge that's chrome-plated. And this was what uh, Glazer used at the time. You know, when he started doing these benders back in the late 70s, all through the 80s and 90s, he used this type of bridge. Um, and this type of bridge really makes the guitar sound different. It does not really have the super traditional Telecaster sound. By putting one of these bridges on here, you get more mids, you get more bass, you get more sustain. Now, that can be a good thing or a bad thing. You know, to me, it makes it, it makes this guitar sound more steel guitar-ish. It doesn't have as much twang. It's still twangy, but it doesn't have kind of the doinky twang that um, that the the thin bent metal bridge does. So, so anyway, so that was one of the modifications. Then, of course, Brent Mason uh, was was absolute king at that point and I wanted to be Brent Mason so I found a mini humbucker put it in the neck had one of those Strat stack Seymour Duncan pickups that had Joe wire it where it was uh, you know, it had a, a blend control here instead of a tone control so you had volume and you had the blend for the uh, for the middle pickup and you know of course had the B bender and then I started changing the necks on it so this thing has had five or six different necks. The first neck was put on by a buddy down in Kingsville named Chip Thomas. And I had this beautiful warmth flame maple neck. I mean, it was gorgeous. It was stunning. I mean, it just had an amazing amount of both stripe and curl to it. And uh, I insisted that Chip put a very thin finish on it uh, because I wanted it to feel almost like natural wood. Well, Guess what? That flamey neck did not respond well to that. And uh, I had the guitar with me when I was living in France. And of course, uh, the place I had didn't have central air and heat. And so when the seasons would change, the neck would just go completely crazy. So at some points it was unplayable like a dobro. And then at other points, the, the, uh, the frets would be against the strings and you couldn't play it at all <laughs> either way. So I ended up having to jettison the neck and uh, in France, in one of the guitar shops in Paris, uh, they had an old Schecter Telecaster neck that wasn't really what I wanted, but uh, it was all they had. So put the Schecter neck on there. Then uh, I got back to the States, and uh, you know, then I got another neck. I found a, a, a Warmoth boat neck uh, with a big, thick slab board, you know, rosewood fingerboard. And uh, turned it into an Esquire for a while. And then I had another neck put on it. And on and on and on. And finally, uh, I stopped playing this guitar altogether. And I took the all the parts off of it. And I just had it sitting around. Um, and finally, I felt bad about it. And so I had you know, become friends with, with Dan Strain. And he was, you know, he was local. And I said, can I give you this body with a bender on it? And uh, will you, you know, put another neck on it and kind of rehab this thing to make it a guitar again from instead of just being an old beat up body? And Dan agreed. Um, and I'm grateful. 
So he put one of his, uh, you know, soft V necks on here and and uh, put a, a pit guard and kind of wired up, put some uh, knobs and everything on it. Uh, right now, this is an adder neck pickup. It's an, another one that I had. And this is a Ron Ellis 60T uh, bridge pickup. And it's wired kind of normal Telecaster style, except the uh, tone control only affects the bridge pickup. So, and the reason I do that is because I like to set my amp sound with the neck pickup. And then I go back to the bridge pickup and then I can roll it down, you know, however much I need. Cause that's what you're probably going to need to do is, is just take some treble off. And so that's what I do. And so that way I have a great, you know, what I think is a great, you know, neck sound. And then I can go to the bridge pickup and, uh, and kind of darken it. So, uh, yeah. So this is the bridge pickup. kind of bring it up slow get it to where I you know kind of like that and of course you got the bender so let's go bender crazy Benders are a lot of fun. They're kind of addictive. And um, so I kind of stopped playing this guitar for a reason because I'd gotten to where I was so dependent on the bender. It can become part of your playing style and uh, that can be good or bad. Um, it can be bad in that you can get to where if you go to a jam session or something like that, you're not comfortable playing a guitar that doesn't have a bender on it. So I kind of stopped playing this guitar for a while and uh, actually for a couple of years and then I started playing it again and I enjoyed it more and I don't you know I play it some but I don't play it you know all the time and also playing a B bender can influence you know some of your your playing because you hear you know you were doing some things with the B bender that now you want to figure out how to kind of approximate without it so but it is it is addictive uh, especially when you can play you know those those bender you know kind of you know licks that you know that it's going to be in tune every time and uh even if you're going to play something like the lonesome fugitive you know you know it's nice when you know you can do that and still see i kind of <laughs> kind of flubbed that first bend you know it's it's hard to play that that just you know perfect and it's it is nice when you have something that does the bend perfectly um so yeah so you know love love the b bender it's a lot of fun uh here's the the neck pickup with the adder
pickups. I always think about like Chad. Ad from my old wonderful guitar teacher Pat Grogan he uh, was a uh, he is he is still alive and kicking and uh, I love him and, and miss him I don't get to see him very much anymore down in Corpus Christi uh, Chet style finger finger style player uh, and uh, he he tried to get me to play with a thumb pick and uh, and he taught me some of those licks and things like, that I, I kind of butcher but uh, I love that and grateful for his teaching and uh and uh, mentorship so thank you pat so that's kind of the guitar it uh you know it's been through a lot i've uh i played it you know on the grand Ole opry with uh, brad paisley and steve warner uh you know played it with buck owens at buck's crystal palace uh took this guitar all over the world and uh it's fun to have a guitar that you've had for a long time and also one that you just kind of feel the freedom that, you know, I can change the pickups out. I can put a B bender on it. I can do whatever I want to it. And it's just, it's just my guitar, you know, because I mean, you, you know, if you have like my 67 telly back there, it's like, you know, if I start jacking with it, you know, you know, ruin the value, you know, the only way it doesn't ruin the value is if you're Vince Gill or Brad Paisley, they can modify a guitar <laughs> and then it just makes it, you know, more theirs. So, but, uh, you and I are not them. So, uh, anywho, I hope you've enjoyed, uh, this episode. Uh, I was using this, uh, Mirage compressor by FX engineering and the boss DM three analog delay with just a single repeat. We've got uh, deluxe reverb. Now this one up here, I'm not actually using, uh, funnily enough. I'm, uh, I'm using a second one that I have down on the floor. Um, because I think it, it, it sounds better on the floor, but I kind of like the look of the amp up here. So I've got two of them. So I know it's crazy. It's a, it's a sickness. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I uh, hope you will subscribe. I hope you will share it with others and I hope you have an amazing week. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.